Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 227, Armistice Day. This past 10 days has been an extremely challenging recovery from a prostate procedure, with urgency and frequency peeing every 20 minutes to an hour 24-7 for days and nights and days and nights. So many times during that ordeal I found myself thinking, at least I'm not in a war zone. The horrors and suffering of war have been very much in my awareness with the ongoing deaths and injuries in Ukraine, continual widespread fatal skirmishes in various African countries, and the recent Middle East conflagrations. Decades ago, I began the practice of calling veteran friends on November 11th and simply thanking them for their service, telling each of them that I was glad they'd made it back alive. They were always quite appreciative, and my dad especially would usually offer a story of his World War II experiences. Anyone familiar with some of the great war movies, The Deer Hunter, Apocalypse Now, Band of Brothers, and Saving Private Ryan come to mind, will acknowledge their portrayal of courage, comradeship, and the meaningless abominations of armed conflict. And without glorifying any of it, portray the destructive ripple effects on families and communities. In the 1980s, when New Mexico Men's Wellness was just beginning, we were doing a session on men and violence when a man stood up and said he had never been welcomed home from Vietnam. We spontaneously formed two parallel long lines and invited him to walk the path and be greeted and thanked. Then we invited any other vets present to do the same. It was very moving and felt quite healing all around. After that, we started an early morning grief ceremony as part of the fall conference, initially with vets coming around and washing the hands of the non-combatants, everyone then sharing how war had affected us and our journey. In subsequent years, the focus on war and vets diminished, and eventually the grief circle was widened to include everything from pets to partners to youth gun violence, especially seemingly senseless and preventable suicides. It remains a touching, heart-opening part of every October conference. Something about early morning cold and darkness, lit candles, and a safe space for tears that never fails to feel cleansing and healing. In the four-part podcast series, The Art of Peace, podcast number 200 through 203, I focused on the various steps involved in dealing with conflict, so that will not be discussed today. What is up is the whole notion of what it means to be a warrior. The images that arise with the word often cause many to recoil or withdraw from the concept. It brings to mind undesirable qualities, such as mindless anger and aggression, brutality and bloodshed, plunder and pillage, rape and revenge. Aggression is an evolutionary supported complex set of behaviors. Though inflicting physical and or emotional harm to others may be adaptive in certain situations in terms of survival, aggressive traits that deviate from the norm have devastating consequences, for example, in clinically defined antisocial personality disorders. During the past 20 years, a variety of studies exploring both pharma and genetic approaches have linked the monoamine oxidase system with aggressive and impulsive behaviors in both healthy and clinical populations. Dubbed the warrior gene, MAO-A, the whole arena of the neurobiology and epigenetics of aggressive behavior remains in its infancy, especially in terms of diagnostic or treatment implications. For many of us, myself included, when I hear the word warrior, 
I resonate with its inherent positive notions of discipline, loyalty, commitment to a higher cause, courage, endurance, and teamwork. Ancient traditions speak of warrior energy in terms of inner power rather than power over, the power of purpose, of being centered, of resolve despite hardships, of communication, authenticity, and integrity. Terms like modern-day warrior and spiritual warrior focus on responding with mindfulness and presence rather than unconsciously emotionally reacting. Resilient rather than reckless, centered rather than confused in times of difficulty. These positive elements of warrior energy involve significant mastery of our own impulses, resulting in clearer and more perceptive choices. Ego needs, judgments of others only get in the way of the intent to do the least amount of harm possible while fulfilling the role of protector. The Great War, which killed more than 15 million people, ended with a signed agreement between the Allied Nations and Germany on November 11, 1918. It was later proclaimed by King George V of England to be Armistice Day, with an encouragement to observe two minutes of silence at 11 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. In 1953, a shoe salesman named Alvin J. King, whose beloved nephew had died in World War II, proposed changing the name of the holiday to Veterans Day to recognize veterans from all wars and conflicts. His community of Emporia, Kansas, agreed. A year later, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, also from Kansas, made it an official national holiday. During World War II, Britain had instituted a silent minute during which people were asked to pray for peace at 9 p.m. every evening. It became a widespread practice, even on battlefields, in hospitals, and air raid shelters. The BBC began to play the bells of Big Ben as a radio signal to begin the silent minute. I think it might be time for a worldwide movement to once again pause daily in silence and offer up whatever form of prayer for peace works for us, given our spiritual beliefs and to always find ways to honor those who put their lives on the line, even as we might question the wisdom and sanity of the governmental policies and reasons that place them in harm's way. Thanks as always for listening, and remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.